The Raven Narratives. I'm Tom Yoder. And I'm Sarah Severson. We're the co-producers of The Raven Narratives, and we are... What are we doing? Are we We're out We're back here at Raven Narrative headquarters Raven Narrative today. Here, yeah, at the base of the La Platas. Yeah, it's a little little breeze blowing today, and uh, but plenty of sunshine to keep us warm. So yeah. don't worry, folks. We're yeah, all right. it's great. We got a few chickens, some goats, a barn cat wandering around. <laughs> That's so. right, some children. <laughs> well, the story you're about to hear was told by Ami Nithwani in January of 2016, when the theme was wild places. Ami is a first-generation Indian Canadian. Having been brought up in both India and Canada, she has a humorous and unique perspective of life in two different cultures. Ami now lives in Durango, Colorado, where she gets to incorporate the Colorado lifestyle into her way of life. In her spare time, Ami plays chess and pool competitively and travels around the country in a sportsmobile. What the hell's a sportsmobile? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Here's Ami's story. So my story today um, is a little bit about growing up in both India and Canada. And uh, it begins back in 1979. Uh, I was about five years old. And, um, and at some early time in the morning, um, I got woken up by the sound of a snow shovel outside. And I was in my little bed. I was really warm. And I could hear the methodical sound of what it sounds like when you're chipping away at that ice. And the wind was howling outside, and, um, and I knew I had to get up. And I was in St. John's, Newfoundland, where my parents and I lived um, every two years my entire life. And then every other year, every other two years, we'd go and live in India. So that particular morning, I knew my, my father was going to come wake me up, and it was really dark outside and I was trying to stay in bed as long as possible. And I was trying to get myself motivated to get up, but all I could think about was that just 48 hours beforehand, um, I had climbed about a thousand steps um, up to a a very historic temple in South India um, to go meet the guru. My father um, was in perpetual search of the guru, and I was his in tow. Um, We had gone to mosques. We had been to temples all over the world. Um, Schools of Judaism I got enrolled in. I went to a Baha'i school. And and at the age of five, I was in a Roman Catholic school in St. John's, Newfoundland, Canada. And um, I heard my father come upstairs, and he was so excited. He was so excited. He woke me up, and he said, come on, it's time. Let's go. Let's go. And I don't know. um, I thought my sister was with me. She just recently told me she got out of every single one of these events. So she wasn't there. But I guess I got up. And and I got ready, and I put on my snow pants. And I put on my coat, and I put on my hat, and I was so tightly bundled up with layers and layers that I could hardly move. And it was still quiet. My mom was making chai in the kitchen, shaking her head, wondering, why is this happening? Why does you do this and take our children every day? <laughs> and so we go outside, and all you can hear is this, you know. The snow, the snow pants, you know, moving across. And we get in this big Jeep Cherokee that my father had bought for the weather in 
Newfoundland, Canada. And it was crazy. The s there was a huge snowstorm. And, you know, we live in Colorado. It's not Colorado winter wonderland snowstorm. This is northern east coast, terrible, wet, windy, horrendous. You don't want to be in it. It's cold. It's damp. But I'm all bundled up and I'm making my way out to this Jeep Cherokee. And back then in 1979, there were no seatbelts. And so I piled up in the, in, the very, in, the, in the trunk and my father started the vehicle and we headed on our way and we'd stop. Every once in a while, we'd pick up another Indian, little Indian kid. And this Indian kid in their snowsuit, you know, pile up and we're sitting there and the wind is howling and at times, you know, the Jeep Cherokee sliding all over the road and this journey is taking a really long time, but we're playing in the back and we're all in the trunk and we're laughing and, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of quiet and I remember this day in particular because I had just come from this really warm climate and, um, and I had just gone in search of the guru. And it was such a different change of walking up to an old man and him telling me to have peace in my heart forever. And then next thing I know, 48 hours later, I'm in this Jeep Cherokee sliding around in this snowstorm in Newfoundland. And so I'm confused. I'm a confused five-year-old. And, um, and I'm, I'm, we're driving along and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, is this really what we should be doing? Is this, should, we be, should I be here? And I find myself starting to complain a little bit. Five year, anyone have five-year-olds? Five-year-old complaining. And my father, with all the patience in his heart, he said, oh, I know, I know. Hey, hey, climb up here to the front. So while all my other Indian cohorts, kids, five-year-olds, were all sitting in the back playing, I climb up. And you know, you can climb over those bench seats and then climb over the other bench seat in my snowsuit. And, I get up to the front and my father looks at me and he's got this happiness on his face. Never, never, never frowned a day in his life. And he says, he says, you know what? He said, I know it's cold. I know. And your mother, she does not like that I do this. And he said, but we'll make it fun. We'll make it an adventure. It'll be so good. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know, this is fine. You know, it, it's going to be good. And the heat's turned on. It's blowing. And I've got my mittens on and everything. And it takes us about an hour to get to our destination. And um, at one point along the way, we can't even see in front of us. The storm is so bad. And, um, and my father is actually tense. I can see the white knuckles, you know, on the steering wheel. But he's pushing through. I mean, this is really important. And just around then, as we're kind of reaching our destination, it starts to get a little bit light outside, just a little bit. So my father steps on the gas, and the truck's sliding, and the kids are in the back, woo, you know. And we come up to where we are intended to be, which is the most easterly point in North America. It is January the 1st. And we get to this point where there's a, a lighthouse kind of off in the distance. So we park down below and we all get out. We make sure we have our mittens and our hats on. And we make our way over to where the lighthouse is. And, and, um, and just over the horizon, you know, when it's really stormy outside, but 
over the, the horizon on the ocean, sometimes it clears just on the bottom, and you can see the sun rising. And as the sun rises, my father looks at us and he says, okay, everyone, let's do it. And there must have been five of us little kids in these snowsuits. And we all stood in a row together, watching the sunrise, doing sun salutations. <laughs> Barely able to move with our snow. You could, you could just picture this, you know. Like. And, um, and it's just cold, and the wind is howling, and we're getting down, you know, we're these little kids doing this. It's ridiculous. We're not, I don't even know what we're doing. We're just getting down and getting back up. And, and, um, and it's still pretty, it's still pretty bad out, and, you know, the, the snow is hitting our faces, and it's wet. And at one point, you know, I look over at my father, and he was kind of ahead of us there. He was the leader, you know, he was showing, okay, now we're going to do this. And he's got his hands at his heart. And he's kind of just looking out at the ocean. And uh, he has this like real peace on his face in the middle of this ginormous storm. And he must have, uh, he must have caught that I was looking at him because, um, because he turned and he looked at me. And even though his face was wet from the snow, I think he had like a little tear in his eye of joy. And he said to me, he said, come over here. And I walk over, because the wind's howling, we can't hear anything, you know. And he leans down and he looks at me and he says, now this is what life's all about. Thank you. Thanks, Ami, for telling your story. To hear more stories like this one, subscribe to the Raven Narratives podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. And don't forget to share this story with your friends. If you want to pitch your story for a future Raven Narratives storytelling event, go to ravennarratives.org and fill out the form on the contact page. You can also see a gallery of our storytellers and find out what the themes will be for future events. The Raven Narratives is a production of KSJD Community Radio in Cortez, Colorado. Find out more at ksjd.org. Support for the Raven Narratives comes from Red Scarf Shots Photography Studio in Durango, Colorado. Find out more at redscarfshots.com. Now for the outtake. <laughs> you know when you nail it on the first take, you sing a little song about it. That's what you do. Cha-cha-cha! <laughs>